0: In the first of today's shows, I'm looking at the waiver wire. I'm back. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LockedOn20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. How exciting is that? Well, guys, we're back. Now, this is the first of a few shows we're doing today took those days off over the All-Star break, rested, recharged, watched Spider-Man, you know, the the things that you need to do. And now I'm here, we're back. We're going to smash through a waiver Wire show. We're going to do a Buy Low show. We're going to do a Sell High show all today. And then tomorrow we'll be back with the usual except... A change in the schedule. Normally, we do a mailbag show Thursday afternoon US time. We are going to do one of those Wednesday afternoon US time. It's on the YouTube channel, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday afternoon, before the games resume. And then we'll do an injury roundup update show on Thursday afternoon because we'll you know that's when the you know, majority of the teams are back. We'll get a whole bunch of injury reporting come in, so we'll do that then. I was going to do that on the Wednesday, but I thought it's better to push it out the one day so we get all of that news come through. On the Wednesday night and Thursday afternoon, and then we can push that out Thursday afternoon. So that's where we're at with the shows. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk about what we're doing here, and that is the waiver wire. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. All right, so I'm doing things just a little bit different on the Wire show. Normally, I do a section on short-term ads and short-term drops, but I don't really think that's appropriate. At Also, not drops. We'll talk about drops. Short-term ads, just because with the All-Star break, it's a natural spot where so many players return from injury, and we just don't have any updates. So normally, short-term ads are guys that get a temporary boost because of injured players. And if I do that now, you might get one game. You might get zero games out of them. So I don't think it's really needed for today's show. We're going to look more, more long-term and just look at trends and things that are going on that way. So... Let's look at some long-term drops. Let's start with the first guy on my list, Blake Griffin. You're all going crazy. What are we doing here with Blake Griffin? He's been the most added player over the last two days. I know Blake Griffin used to be great. I love Blake Griffin. I think he's a great, great bloke. Fantastic guy. I love what he's been able to do throughout his career. Evolving his game, dealing with multiple injuries, but no, Like I don't even think it's worth a 12-team flyer, to be honest. He hasn't been even sniffing 12-team value the last two years when he's been a guy that's been a focal point, a -a 30-minute-a-night player with the ball in his hands. He goes to Detroit. He doesn't play 30 minutes a night. He comes off the bench. He is fourth in line at best in terms of usage, fourth in line at best in terms of ball handling, and there's just not going to have those opportunities. You want a Blake Griffin who can't shoot anymore, can't jump anymore, can't get defensive stats, won't get assists and will play 20 minutes a night? Guys, Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! And of course, Blake Griffin isn't garbage. He's awesome. I love him. And I think it's great that the Nets took a fly on him. I'm not sure really how it helps. What he really does, though, is put a pin into our hype of Nick Claxton or a potential hype of Nick Claxton because it's just another guy in that mix with Green, Jordan, Claxton, and now Griffin all playing center. That is an issue. I am not adding. I would love to be proven wrong on Blake Griffin. I would love to him for him to have been. um, Actually, I wouldn't because I think that's that's shit. But you say if he had been pretending to be bad for two years in Detroit or not trying, and now all of a sudden, hey, he's rejuvenated. It's the old Blake, fantastic. But even if that was the case, he's still coming in as the fourth option, as at best. Because even if he is the old Blake, he's not better than Harden, Durant, or Irving, and that is there. That is undeniable. He's not coming in and being the ball handler, the guy that orchestrates the offense. Because if it's that's Harden. And if it's not Harden, it's Irving. And if it's not Irving, it's Durant. I just don't see it. Anyway, this next bloke. The world. You know, I've had four days off from podcasting, so I need to get excited. I need to, you know, I've got a lot of stuff that I need to get out. And if your kids are listening to this, turn them away. What the fuck are we doing with Hassan Whiteside? What, what are we doing? Oh, but what if he gets traded, Josh? What, what if he gets bought out and goes to another team? He is bad. Literally every team could have had him for a minimum salary. So they've all looked at him and gone, yeah, we'll, we'll pass in the offseason. And then they've seen him play and gone, shit, he's actually worse than he was before. Who's bringing him in to be a big minute player? Oh, the Lakers need a center, Josh. Cool. So you're going to play him over Harold Gasol, and Anthony Davis, you're gonna give him 25 minutes a night to cut those guys out. Get out of here! What are we? The f- I know that. I bet he puts up great stats. He is garbage. He does put up great stats when he plays, but I do not see that situation again. I could be wrong on this. By all means, hold on to him. But if Hassan Whiteside was on one of my teams. Yeah, and, I, and I drafted Hassan Whiteside in a couple of spots because I didn't have trust in the Kings rotation. I thought they might give him 24 minutes a night. So I picked him, I pick 100 in, in some drafts. And then after about two days, after the season started, he was gone, like, see you later. I'm not dealing with this bullshit. Um, Bruce Brown, I think I'm talking, oh, oh man, I've, this podcast is going to be too long. Bruce Brown, um, we love what he's doing, but Durant's going to return. Jeff Green's going to return. And of course, Blake Griffin's in the mix now. Brown was getting by on playing 28 minutes a night and having a 65% field goal percentage. And while that 65% field goal percentage might remain, the 28 minutes a night probably won't. So he's not a 12-team league guy. And he's rostered in a lot of spots. That's why I've got him here. Carmelo Anthony's on a little hot streak at the moment before the break. Scoring a lot of points. You don't have to drop him. And with any of these guys, you don't have to drop him. But when you're looking to clear a spot... These are guys that are expendable. Mallow is going to lose value when Nurkic returns, when McCullum returns, which could be in as soon as a week. And then Kendrick Nunn. We've already seen the reduction in his production. Didn't mean for that to, uh, to rhyme the way it did. We've already seen that happen. Avery Bradley is going to return. They're going to have a fully healthy team, hopefully, at some point after the break here. And Nunn's value is going to tumble. And you can tell me, man, he's so good when he's out there. It doesn't matter if you think that he's good that he's out there, when he's out there. It matters if Eric Spolstra thinks that he's good enough to play 30 minutes when everyone's healthy, and the evidence would tell us that Spolstra doesn't believe that. Out of all these guys, he'd be the last player that I'd drop out of this five, but he has to be in consideration um, in the coming days for sure. We've been telling you about Bilt the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And now, it's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, we've got Banana Nut Bread taking on Toffee Almond. I'm taking Banana bar, uh, Banana Nut Bread in that one. Actually, we've got two matchups today, so it's double your uh, w excitement. Matchup two is Orange versus Peanut Butter. To me, it's easily orange and I'm going to take banana nut bread there over toffee almond in that other matchup, go go and vote. So go and uh, head to builtbar.com or you can go to at built underscore bar on Twitter and you can cast your votes there. Remember, but use your promo code LOCKEDON20 and you can get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup or who will become the best tasting protein bar. Let's now have a look at some uh, drops in points leagues. Much like Bruce Brown, much like Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, no reason to hold him in points leagues. Probably no reason to hold him in category leagues, to be honest, as well. Davis Bertans, Duncan Robinson, two three-point specialists who in a standard Yahoo points league, they don't have that value or the appeal that they may have in a category league. Again, if you want to hold on to them and they'll have the occasional spike game where you ooh, look at that. He had 20 points with six threes. Fantastic. Um... That's great, but then he has nine points on you know with 20% shooting and nothing else, and the overall production from him I don't think is worth the spot, and that goes for both Bertans and Dunk Robinson. Tim Hardaway is being outplayed by Jalen Bronson. His minutes are down. He's not a good points league or category league player just in general, um, and he's rostered in too many leagues. You're better off streaming that spot, and I think we're seeing the reduction in the value of Bob Portis at the moment. He is still playing a similar amount of minutes, but the production's way down. And what he did in the first 20 games of this season was well above anything he'd done in his career. Again, out of this group, he's probably the last guy that I dropped because he has got some runs on the board and his situation hasn't meaningfully changed in Milwaukee. But maybe there is some regression coming here with Punch Bob. Let's go now onto some must roster players. We're just going to bang through these guys. These are players who are rostered in under 85% of Yahoo leagues who are all top 100 players and should be rostered in every single league. Tyrese Halliburton. The Jedi, OG Ananobi. What about Scar? OG. stop OG. You better stop OG. Stormin Norman Powell, his Toronto Raptors teammate. A couple of Celtics, The Rock DJ Robbie Williams and Marcus Smart. Yes, Marcus Smart is a must roster player. I know he's been injured, but he's going to return real bloody soon. Make sure he's on a roster. Um, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, maybe this one bites me right on the anus, but at some point he's coming back. You add him now, you're not... Hopefully, we get an update in the next couple of days. I would add him. I would see what happens over the next week, and then I'll probably hate myself for the rest of my life when he doesn't come back. But at some point, he's coming back. Maybe. Maybe maybe he's not. No, but I'd add him. Evan Fournier, add him. Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Let's get one thing straight with Derek White. I don't think he's going to be a top 50 player this year. I think he's really good. I also don't think that he is sitting out back-to-backs for the rest of the year. I think that if he's not back for the first game on Wednesday, he'll be back for the first, second game after dealing with COVID. Add him. Delon Wright, he'll be back really soon as well. And while I do have some concerns about where D'Lon Wright sits on this Pistons rotation once Killian Hayes returns, um, I, I'm not really sure where it goes. Remember, he was benched to start this year and play like 24 minutes a night. And then the injuries happened and his minutes went way up. So when Hayes is back, with Dennis Smith playing well, with Josh Jackson playing well, with Sfema Kalou getting a role at shooting guard, I'm not sure where Wright sits, but him and his Pistons teammate Mason Plumley need to be on rosters, and that might change later on in the season. So I've got Plumley on that list there as well. And then we go to these guys. Thad Young. Not sure what happens with Young when Markinen returns, when Porter returns. He's better. He's a better player than both of those guys, and the Bulls are claiming they're not trading him. I think you just got to roster him and see where it goes. Jordan Clarkson. Why is he on waiver wires? I don't get that one. Kevin Love. You've got to have the worry with him with injury risk for sure. But I think you have to add him. And let's just see how he looks in his first few games back. DeAndre Hunter looks like his return might be pushed forward a week or so. Add him. Let's see where that goes. And then TJ McConnell. Again, why is he on over And he will drop off. There's no doubt he will drop off when Levert returns and then eventually when Warren returns. But you can't leave him on the wire for now. Let's look at some popular ads. I've already talked about Blake Griffin, the most added player over the last 48 hours. Let's talk about the next guy, which I've spoken about a lot, but people will continually ask about him. Kevin Porter Jr. Let's address a few things. Number one, sure, add him. Number two, watch who you drop. Number three, don't get your hopes up. He's not as good as you're making out. He's mini-hardened. He isn't. He's not not mini-hardened. Man, he's going to be this guy that handles the ball. He's not. John Wall is the point guard. Victor Oladipo is the backup point guard. And the ball handler, Eric Gordon, has the ball in his hands. Now, Bleacher Report had a story. The Rockets, they're going to trade. Jay Sean Tate, Victor Oladipo, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker. Um, Yeah, every man in his dick is going to be traded. But remember this. A, it's Bleacher Report. Trade room is a bullshit. And I'm sure the Rockets would love to trade these players. And I think they will trade some of them, for sure. But they're not trading them for Nothing it's not like, oh man, all these guys are going to go. So Kevin Porter and Kenyon Martin Jr., they're going to just play 30 minutes a night. Like, really? There's other players that have to come back in these deals. And they will get some minutes majority of the time. Porter is a guy that put up, I'd say, lackluster stats when given opportunities, had a few good games for Cleveland. But I I think we we do have to realize that John Wall is going to be the focus. Christian Wood is going to be the focus. They are not getting traded. So Porter comes in at best as the third offensive option and second ball handler at best. And that's fine. But watch how high your hopes get here. Danny Green's a popular ad. I guess that's because Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid are going to miss a couple of games coming back from contact tracing from the All-Star break. And the same goes for Dwight Howard, who could be a short-term stream option there. And then DeAndre Hunt has been added with the news that he didn't require that second PRP injection. I'm always a little bit worried about blokes coming back from knee surgery and you know, you're know quickening their timetable. I'd be a little bit concerned about that. But adding him, as I mentioned earlier, is absolutely something that's fine. Let's look at hot players over the last week. There's the top 100 guys. Lord Alfred Payton. Um, I, I, can you explain Tom Thibodeau's point guard rotation? Because I sure can't. That last game or last couple of games from Payton was definitely 12-team worthy. But let's remember, he's not a top 200 player this year. And that's with the uh, the blessing of Coach Tom. So I, I don't think that he's a must-roster player. Jordan Poole, he's in this mix. I'm just bringing him up because he was excellent. The Warriors claim that they want to give him more rotation minutes. He's demanding those rotation minutes. Who can he take them from? Well, there's a bunch of guys. Damian Lee, Brad Wanamaker. They can easily be asked out of the rotation. Will Jordan Poole come in and start over Kelly Oubre? Andrew Wiggins, almost zero chance of that. In fact, is zero chance of that. But deeper leagues, hey, Jordan Poole we have a look at. Now, I think Maxi Kleber's worth a look. He's been really good. The blocks are coming back. He's hitting his threes well. He is a back-end 12-team league option. Justin Patton is only an option while Christian Wood is out, but he is a strong option there. And then the Duke Wayne Allington with Grant and Jackson out the last couple of games for the Pistons. Allington resumed starting, played well. I don't know what the dickhead Dwayne Casey will do in terms of minutes distribution there, because remember, before those rests slash sicknesses, Allington was benched so that Sfi could start. And then you've got to welcome Hayes back. You've got to welcome... Eventually, you've got to welcome DeLon back. You've got to welcome Jackson back. And you've got to welcome Grant back. So I wouldn't be adding the Duke in that scenario. And let's just lastly go here to some flyer options. And I've got Andre Drummond there. Now, most people are holding on to Andre Drummond, but if he was dropped in your league, yeah, adding him now, dealing with the two weeks until the trade deadline just to see what happens is fine. Now, Andre Drummond, I have been on record as saying he's not anywhere near as good as people make him out to be. He is also significantly better than Hassan Whiteside. So he is a player who can help a team. He's not a player that should be a 33% usage player um, and playing 37 minutes a night like he was on the Cavs. Nobody's giving him that opportunity. But if he was dropped, now if Whiteside was dropped, there's no chance that I add him, right? Because he's not good. But if Drummond was dropped, I think he's at least worth adding and seeing what happens over these next couple of weeks. Because you can deal with a zero for two weeks if you're in a strong position, you don't have other injuries. You, You can do all of that pretty easily. Some other guys who are more actual flyers, Isaiah Stewart, putting up nice block numbers, good offensive rebound numbers. I think they'll start to just hand him a few more minutes there over Mason Plumlee. KJ Martin, that is a wild flyer in Houston, but they seem to always bring his name up alongside Kevin Porter. Um, He is a really high blocks type of player, and that can have use. I wouldn't get too excited. That's really more just one to watch and one to add in deep leagues. Kyra Lewis Jr., you know I like him. He is, to me, the replacement for Eric Bledsoe. So just keep an eye on Kyra there. And then the last one, Tyrese Maxey. We've heard his name maybe mentioned in trades. I don't believe this Kyle Lowry to Philadelphia trade situation, but Maxey is a good young asset the Sixers have. So if they are involved in trades and he finds himself in a 25, 26-minute-a-night role, he's someone that you can have a look at there. I'd much rather you know, take a flyer on him than, say, Matisse-Sliable. Thybul. is just a lot more offensive up, or significantly more offensive upside in Tyrese Maxi. That'll do it for this Waiver Wire show. I'll be back real soon with a Buy Low show, so check that out, subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube, guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening everyone. See ya.